in yeah. the process um oh, yeah scarred dust. Yeah, you stumbled onto scar dust and yes. i know i feel like they've been spoken about briefly on the podcast before and i know they've been on some tours with uh prog powerish bands i think they're playing prog power so have they played prog power or they're scheduled to play prog power? i don't know maybe the one i missed maybe last maybe this year i didn't know until you mentioned it that they were um from israel uh of the tribe and uh that it's not really relevant because it's just like prog metal it's like very dream theatery i'll be honest uh, the reason i even like look well i i always look when i find new bands to find out kind of where they're from sure. uh just because you know, sometimes I listen to stuff off of Napalm, and I have to be careful that people aren't like Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> that was not the case here for obvious reasons. Oh no, but, definitely um, not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I looked at their uh, bassist, and he uh, reminded me of a, a friend of ours, a um, guy by the name of Michael Mood. Oh, the new bassist? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh wow, look at look at that guy. He's having too much fun, and uh, reminds me of a guy. And I was like, oh, they're from Israel. Oh yeah, I can kind of see that. I can yep. kind of see that. Um, but man, yeah, that dude is very excited. Very, very. Uh, he's happy to be there. Which makes some sense because apparently, as you were also pointing out, he's new. Like yep. if you go back to the older stuff, uh, he's not there, and so it makes sense he just showed up. But also, like, they gave him a solo, and his playing is very busy, a lot, very slappy. It's there's a oh, lot yeah. of like stuff that I would arguably say is. Like what's wrong with Prague pace playing right now? But he's probably I mean, he's probably good. I mean, usually usually in that kind of situation, you get a he you seems end up confident. your original guy leaves. You end up with like a and, and if you're doing well, you end up with a real a better bass player. Sure, it will probably elevate things. But man, there's a lot of well, they had uh, two people I think leave the band, and and both of them were well. We we need to work on our personal growth or some shit. I don't recall, but it seems like the people that they're bringing in are okay. These people can really play it. They're happy to be here. This is good for everybody. So clearly he's happy to be there. Cool. I, I think it is probably them being, they're getting better as a band by the changes here. Probably. I, I think that's how that works. Probably. It usually is. Um, And it's very, very, again, it's, pro, it's very prog. Uh, there was a few moments on that song. Was well, okay, let me tell you. Let me prog? tell you. Well, at this point, no. It, it well, it's 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 like prog adjacent, right? It's mm. like what well, you need your, uh, your like folk element. Like the for one thing, the oh, hurdy gurdy sure. lady is a guest, right? She's yes. not in the band. Yeah. She, um, she does all kinds of things and all kinds of people's stuff. Anytime they need something to be tratty and hurdy gurdy, because her name yes. is Patty Gurdy, I which I assume a is a stage name, like. Uh, yeah. This song, though, like several things about, uh, in addition to the bass solo being annoying and the Dream Theater diddly doos being just very pointless, um, I I do not like at all the the idiot choir chorus. Okay, which is when you get a bunch of people to act as a it's not gang vocals. I would actually have preferred gang vocals though. Gang vocals I think would have been better, but an idiot choir which is the kind of choir I was in in college, is when you get a bunch of people with no necessary singing qualifications. Right. So there's this thing called University Chorus, which gave me an ensemble credit, and as a guitar player, I could not be expected to get into a real choir. And so you could be the one that, like, randos who, like, used to sing in high school would join just for fun, and I'd be... But it counts for me. It counts for my degree. There you go. 
So it's, it's not quite clever credits, but like, it's pretty close. Right, it's the idiot choir. So yep. they they use one. Of the, they had this choir people, and they do the whole chorus. It's kind of like when you have like a choir of children on the chorus. I don't like the it. The worst thing in music. Yes, I like to point out. I don't like it. And it's especially bad when you don't even like sing the court. You just have the idiot choir sing it, and you're just like, and it it's not good. No, nope. I I probably I, I don't know. I might have almost appreciated the song if it weren't for that. But then I was like, your whole chorus is just idiot choir. No good. Now this I, I I've seen a couple of bands do stuff like this. I don't know if I'm confusing other stuff I watched with this. This wasn't one of these where they threw in a bunch of like Patreon people, is it? Good I've question. seen I don't that know. happen um, now. It's like, we have all these Patreon subscribers, so I, we're going to feature them in a oh song God, and a video. I, and, and that's how you get real, real right. idiot choir. Cause I, it's think, I think Evergrey just did something like that. Maybe not even Patreon, but they, they posted online where they were like, hey, Whatever if you're is, who cares? in Fans. Sweden and you want to come to the studio and be on our album. And then it was just, yeah, it's like that's going to probably be similarly mediocre. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if um let's see they well they have they have credits they have credits for the choir, mm. choir's makeup. But here we go, Hell Score Choir Singers. I don't okay. know if that's a pretty uh pretentious name for it. I don't know. There's a bunch of people they have all their names, but I guess, I'm guessing just their friends. It didn't sound at all like a trained choir. We could oh there's also a list of Patreon subscribers so I don't know we could cross I don't really want to cross reference no the names that's, that's the too list. much work I'm, I'm but done I'm with sure it. that uh, I I watched one or two of their other things one of which looked familiar because again I've definitely encountered this band before and um I don't I don't know if they're worth like a whole episode and like a deep dive or anything but it's it like it progressive symphonic metal is what they call themselves um there was violin on this song that's why it's symphonic I think. But okay. that's also another fast and loose label that just if you like Camelot and you use a lot of string patches on your keyboard, it's symphonic. Uh it's a it's it's a dumb genre because it there's no standards and you could just again, it's like, oh it's symphonic because you used a string patch. And, sure. Uh, it's if you yeah, really the, fast and loose. The the you know, if if you're really committed to the bit, then you do like a full programmed orchestral uh, arrangement either as an intro track or on like one or two songs, you know, like, um, I feel like 90% of the time right now, uh, symphonic metal means we have a hot lady singing and like you said, string patch and that's it. That's, that's, a big that's part really of it. all it means for it's the music. It's a big part of it. Yeah. You know, Epica again, really it goes, you know, Camelot to Epica cause they copied their name from Camelot's album. And then a lot of people copied Epica, and it's clearly popular. I mean, it's obviously a, it's, a successful uh, thing because it's who, a real people like metal with hot chicks. So, you know, so we'll keep calling bands that, even if and it's got shit to do with now, fuck. So hopefully, we are hopeful that we are past the female-fronted metal era where the genre was there's a lady in the band, right, and. People to have, be clear, you know, not that we're shitting on female-fronted metal. That's great. No, no. And there are symphonic metal the... bands that don't have a female singer. But a lot... <laughs> if, uh, if that's your whole thing, it's... It's very We just have a lady. That's our the, that's our whole oh, thing. 
may you're not doing it right. That reminds me of another thing that annoyed me in in uh, Concrete Cages is the song and video we're mostly talking about. Uh, that's what's well, a year old, but I guess it's the the newest thing. It's not the newest thing. Okay, uh, I just it's ran a thing, across it. It's a thing that you ran across yeah, and sent to yep. me that I assumed was new, but it is you know enough. The singer is a good singer, but some annoying choices in my opinion. There was like two bars where she transitioned into like bel canto opera voice for like no reason and i was just like why like I, again that's another idiomatic feature of the genre because of nightwish that's an and, and epica although but again that one's more started from nightwish so you take nightwish and camelot combine them and then make it worse you get epica and then from there you know you just do a copy of a copy Till it's just garbage. But uh there's making money. That's what that's yeah, the well, end of the maybe. Game. It's oh, not making music, it's making I if, money. I don't know if Scar is making money yet. Well, they're trying subscribers. to they're on their way. They seem to be I mean, they're the production on this video was much better than the older stuff I saw from them, and so that made me suspect it's more of a budget. Granted, sure. They're also in the woods for part of, I don't know. Um Yeah, the old uh trad metal aesthetic, except for we're not that because we have this basis that's gonna jack it in the middle of the yeah. thing and just absolutely loses his mind but yeah he was i mean i guess they it, it i at least wasn't surprised when the bass solo happened because i was like oh he's been waiting for it oh god absolutely. he knew it was coming that's why he oh, was yeah. like i was like why hey man i don't think anything's that exciting for you is gonna happen and he's like oh no it is it's just, gonna just wait buddy it's gonna happen just wait <laughs> just wait this song is seven and a half minutes long so anything can happen uh yeah you know it's just uh the prog and the symphonic they're just they're usually what you expect these days you know it's a little antithetical to prog well too progressive but i mean at this point prog basically means yeah do the stuff from again sound like dream theater uh and do do the diddly doos. That is a little bit of a problem with prog or progressive as a genre name because if it is progressive, it should change. And if we're making it a genre, it's not going to yep. change. So, um, but you know, it's yeah. it's interesting because there's uh, the other the other on the other hand, what can you really do at this point? Like, it's at least idiomatic to blend a few other a few subgenres. That at least can still be interesting if you blend a few in an interesting way. Like, again, this case, they don't normally have the hurdy-gurdy, but they this song sounded a little more trad because they threw that in a little more sure. folk metal. That's also usually, as far as the folk metal, it's like, well, got a violin and a hurdy-gurdy. I think there's a violin on there too, right? I don't know if that was Probably. yeah, I believe so. a regular band like feature or another special. Uh, hard, hard to say. And, you know, like we talked about, uh, Seven Spires is sort of symphonic, but they also use elements of, like, black metal and death metal a bit here and there. You got to mix it up. You got to mix it up, keep it interesting, try to do progress. What if the next big thing that's going to be, quote-unquote, progressive is um, revival of 80s bands? That's that's why it's prog. No, it's going to be... You got to think harder outside the box. It's progressively regressive that's why we have all these bands from 1987 because it's progressive to have them making music again right 
Is it? I don't no. know. I don't no, it's absolutely <laughs> not. But <I'm laughs> yeah, right, trying to make but, some sense out of this. So the funny thing to me is that, like, at one point, you know, I got very obsessed with this idea of prog versus progressive, and whether I actually like prog or if I just like progressive music, and there's sure. a little bit of both because I definitely had a period where I was into prog, but then at some point, you know, any new band that sounds like Dream Theater, I'm pretty much not interested, and so. But I started to think about it, and I realized that uh, the ironic thing about Prague and pro the progressive quote-unquote genre is that at any given time, anything that's sort of unique and has a sort of uh, uh, unheard formulation of music styles is progressive. A lot of the biggest art, not all the biggest artists, because sometimes an artist will just come out of an existing style and just do it really well. But like a good chunk of like groundbreaking artists are progressive in some way. And that's part of why they're so popular and significant because novelty is a factor of quality. And so at the end of the day, it's like there's always been progressive music. And Prague just happened to be this point where this... And you, you, it's in other genres too. It doesn't always mean the same thing. And I'm sometimes sure. baffled as to what it's supposed to mean. But there's like progressive types of EDM and stuff. Oh, sure. And you, so you hear the word get thrown around. But it's so funny that Prague managed to like take that word because at one point in time where they're like, we're doing the dumb, dumb rock and roll music, but not so dumb, dumb now. And like, <laughs> you know, it literally was, you know, the earliest, it was literally just like, oh, I want to play rock, but I also know classical music or jazz, you know? And so we just put the, those, the, the two kinds of music that the rock guys are like, I don't want none of that, mate. And then they're like, but we're going to, we do want that. And we're going to put it back in, mix it together with the rock and rolls. And voila, you get prog. And then they were like, and now that word is ours forever. There you go. But also stop progressing and just do right. this now and like so it kind of really well, it probably happened in the 60s and a lot of things that were 70s, very formative 60, in american yeah. culture were 60s so kind of stuff even know, by stuck the 80s in time. even by the 80s prog rock is sort of like defined because right. like uh a good example is marillion because they're basically uh they're significant but in a lot of ways they're just a gen they're like a genesis not totally knockoff because again they're good and they kind of did their own thing but they're you could you go to genesis and you're like oh yeah no that's where it came from they were purely you go like back farther to like emerson lake and palmer and stuff like that and, you know right right and even like um uh what was uh i was listening to getty's biography um yeah elp and yes and then even yeah rush is even kind of like second generation almost by that by that kind of definite or like not exactly but they're like a few years behind so they could draw from all of that but it's yeah it just becomes this really the only thing that changed in the 90s was like adding metal and then that sure and then because dream but because of dream theater's dominance in that category it just became sound like dream theater and right. there's so many more progressive or prog bands and even progressive bands that have been around that it make that's why it's so extra infuriating i think when you hear new bands come out and just sound like dream theater and I know it's partially because it's hard to avoid their influence and because again as we talked about with winger when butt rock gets too serious it just starts to sound like prog anyway mm -hmm. yep. or power metal or slowed down power metal but I don't know, it's yeah. kind of a bummer you need to so actually you know to this point 
How feel you about Mr. Bungle? Mike Patton's thing. I'm not a big fan of it, but at one point I listened to a few albums on people's suggestions, and I will say that at least like um back when I was doing uh live streams that were purely just I'm gonna listen to an album once and then like form my opinions off one really intense listening. Because sure. I'm like all these metal reviewers that are giving, you know, the the kind of metal reviewers who might give fellowship five five out of five. I don't I don't even know if that guy but, but that a certain time where they're like, Oh, I listened to this album that over and over guy. and over and it was good and I'm like, I heard it once and I know it's not. And like granted right. Stockholm Syndrome is what that's called. Right, right. Um, that was that's where yeah, that's where that came from is I was like, it sounds like you're just like listening to it until you think it's good. Now I'm beating do, yourself with it. I will say I just want to be clear that there are there is a certain amount of like if you like an album it, it, like the more you listen to it the more you appreciate like all of it like basically the 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 less amazing tracks start to seem better as you get to know them but usually there's still some standouts and usually there's something right away that makes you go oh this is something significant or different or interesting uh, but, and again, it also depends on how you listen to it. So that was the point is I was just going to sit there and like stare at the screen and just like talk to people and talk about it, but just talk as I'm listening to it. Sure. And, um, it was a fun approach because it forced me to listen to a bunch of stuff. It forced me to listen to it while paying really close attention. Uh, it was a terrible content, content format. Uh, it would still probably fly on Twitch, but, um, but it's pointless because I can't make like downstream like YouTube content out of it because right. I gotta remove all the music. And the so, yep. so there work. probably is a way to do that. Actually, I could do it where I yeah, just tell people to queue up the thing and be like, start listening now. <laughs> There's that. Um, I mean, I could also do it like because I thought about uh, bringing it back as like a private like Discord thing. You know, where like oh, I just do the live part on Discord, and then I record it where the music doesn't get recorded. Sure. Uh, well, there has and, to be a decent way to be able to like play music because tons of people do it, like the um, the charismatic voice lady and uh, uh, Justin Hawkins and stuff play all kinds of stuff, and I doubt that they're getting all of those rights every time to do are they, stuff. So are they, are they live streaming? Are we talking about YouTube or YouTube. what? Are we... Usually on YouTube, like if you cut it up enough, um, what usually well what usually happens these days, you get a lot less blocks. And a lot more just copyright claims, which just means that they take the money, mm. which that isn't bad, though, if you're still just trying to generate a lot of content. But it can be tricky because sometimes you don't know until you upload the video what's going to happen. And so uh. if it turns out that they're mad and they don't want to block entirely, you got to go back, re-edit it and try to upload it again. So that was I, I, that happened a couple of times with, with stuff I tried to take because I had um, the most significant... I don't know if I ever edited this one, but I did the, um, I listened to John Schaefer's Sons of Liberty. Mm. That's his side project mm. that is 100% conspiracy theory. Uh, a big, big preview of like, uh, this is getting years before January 6th. Um, and the Jim Steinman oh, Bad Out of Hell musical one was pretty interesting. And I edited that one, but it got immediately flagged on YouTube. Uh, 